here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And by the time you'll be listening to this, Gail will be in sunny, hopefully, Taranaki. Welcome That's back. Right. Thank you. I got the message, though. It's uh, wear something warm because it's freezing up there. So I expect to see snow on that mountain. Oh, well, make sure you pull oh. over to the side of the road and get a picture. Oh, yes, I will. I will. I'll send you one. All right. Yeah. So you're off for the weekend, but at least you've come into the studio prepared with your recipes for the week. Yes, got to do this before I go. So um, we're starting off, Tanya, because I've made this. And I thought to myself, well, it's good to always do something, you know, that I've made. And it's a spiced apple maple and walnut slice. And I made it to take to an afternoon tea. And I must admit, it turned out beautiful. But as I'm going to say, make it in a large pan because it actually made quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So your little normal slice tin will not be big enough. You know, you need to expand okay. a little bit on that. So I had an extra large, because I couldn't find the other one anyway, um, an extra large slice tin, which it, I thought, oh, I don't think it's even going to fit in there. But it did, and it was great. So it's got three lots. It's got a topping, a filling, and a batter, and the extra is maple syrup. So I'll start off by the topping, Tanya. Mm-hmm. Uh, three quarters of a cup of brown sugar. One teaspoon of ground cinnamon, half a teaspoon of ground nutmeg, and three quarters of a cup of walnut pieces roasted. And I tell you what, I'm in for roasted walnuts. Yeah. I've never really done them before. And I just, they take on a different taste. Don't they? Yeah, and lovely. I just did them in the pan in the oven, and uh, they were just fantastic to go with this uh, with this dish. But anyway, the filling... Um, three apples pared, cored, and thinly sliced. Now, I'm going to give out a little hint here because that's exactly what I did do. Follow the recipe. But I think, honestly, when you're cutting it, you know, when you've finished it and you're taking it out for a plate, I found that when I sliced it, the apple thinly, Mm. um, my knife sort of didn't really cut through the apple too good and it dragged. You know, we were talking about drag yes. with blunt knives. Yes. But this was quite hard to sort of get it nice and square, which I like doing. But I thought to myself, I might tell the listeners to maybe grate the apple. Oh, yeah, that would cut better, wouldn't it? That's right, yeah. because you're mixing it with um, what I'm going to tell you and it actually, I think it might work better for cutting. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I did thinly slice them. It was okay, but... You know, just a little hint. So with that, you're putting two teaspoons of ground cinnamon, one teaspoon of ground nutmeg, and one tablespoon of maple syrup. Now, I might add that we're going in separate bowls here. Okay. Uh, Yeah, okay. I'm sure the listeners realise that. Batter is 250 grams of butter melted, two tablespoons of maple syrup, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, one and a half cups of milk, three eggs, two and a half cups of self-raising flour, and one cup of caster sugar. So quite a bit there in the batter. Now, I did find uh, one and a half cups milk. Just watch that because I felt that was quite a bit of milk, and I might have left, or I don't know, a little bit of milk still in the container because I didn't want it to be too sloppy. So just test that when you're you're actually making it. And, of course, the extra is the quarter of a cup of maple syrup. So we're on a maple syrup fix this morning, folks. Reckon. <laughs> anyway, you're heating your oven to 160 degrees Celsius and grease and line a large, a large metal um, baking tin. And it says about 30 by 20. Well, I didn't measure mine. I just look and I think, oh, yes, that might be it. 
Now, while you're doing this, I just want to add, you know, to roast the walnuts, you're actually going down 10 degrees. So at 150 degrees, um, put those walnuts, spread them out just in your meat dish or any pan that you've got and put them in the oven for 10 to 15 minutes. And I found myself opening the oven and giving it a bit of a shimmy shake or just turning them over, you know, while they were roasting in the oven at mm. that low temperature. But don't forget when you take them out, let them cool and then put your oven up to 160 degrees. So combine all the topping ingredients in a bowl. So you're just mixing that mixture there. Uh, and then you are placing... Um, the filling ingredients in another bowl. So you're mixing up that maple syrup and your, and your spices in another bowl. Then placing all the batter ingredients in another large bowl and whisk well to combine. And you do need to whisk it well because it's a lot of stuff to combine there. And especially when you're adding the milk, you really need to, and I did whisk it actually, I didn't put it in the mixer, I just all, all by hand, and really give it a good whisk. Now, when you've done that, place half the batter in, a, in the prepared tin, then arrange the apple filling over the top. So sort of spread it, you know, fairly um, evenly if you can over that first lot of batter. Spread the remaining batter mixture on top. So that easily does it because it actually uh, does sort of, because it's a batter, it sort of flows quite nice and evenly over the top. And sprinkle the topping mixture over the top of that. Um, then pour over, once you've got the topping on the top, that extra um, quarter of a cup of maple syrup. So just pour that over. Mm, delishimo. I reckon. Yeah. Now you're baking this, it says 50 to 55 minutes. Well, I think it does depend on what tin you've got it. So I did it sort of like for... Um, I checked on it after about 45 minutes, so, you know, 50, I know it's only 5 minutes or 10 minutes, but just check it because it does depend on the depth of your dish. Mm. And mine, um, extra large uh, slice tin, you know, it's not exactly deep, but it came up lovely. Uh, just put a, I just put a cake uh, tester in to make sure that it was actually cooked. Um, and then you cool and then cut it into pieces. So that's what I did. But as I said, I think the knife caught the apple because the apple doesn't sort of stew. It's quite no. nice, just firm. Al dente. Yeah, that's sort of, right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the word, Tanya, al dente. Mm. And, um, and, of course, you serve it lovely. I took round some cream, of course, um, to have it. And I've, you know, cut it up and put it on a plate. And it didn't look too bad. I tried to make it as square as it could be. And everybody <laughs> loved it anyway. So it's a really, really nice. And then I made it and I looked and I thought, well, that's not really a slice, actually. It's more pudding-like. Right. You know, it'd be a lovely pudding to have after a main meal. And uh, But anyway, it went down a treat, and I've made it, and it was really good. So next time you make it, you're going to grate the apple, though, so it presents better when you cut exactly. it with your sharp knives. Exactly, exactly. So that was just one little downfall, I felt. But uh, if I'd had a, a – what were you talking about last week? A, a mandolin? Oh, those mandolin slicer yeah, things. Yeah, a mandolin yeah. slicer. I'm going to look out for one because I think if you did it with a mandolin or something like that, I think they would come out really thin and, and they would cook – just a bit hard when you're cutting it with a with a knife. Yeah, mm. I agree. Yeah. But a lovely recipe, Tanya, lovely recipe. Mm. Spiced apple, maple and walnut slice. You mm. were using maple syrup a lot of late. I know, I know. And I've 
just realised actually, I think I used the last of my maple syrup making this dish. So I'd better get into the supermarket and get some more. <laughs> but the smell when it's cooking, it's lovely. Oh, and, and the roast walnuts, I'm absolutely sold because I think I'd love to, to – put them out for a little snack dish. I Roast When I walnuts. worked at the last radio station, yeah. there was a listener who used to come in and his wife, and I'm not huge fan of walnuts raw until I tried hers roasted yeah. because she does them. They had a massive old tree and she would drizzle them with maple syrup and rock salt and then bag them up and, oh, my goodness, they were so moorish. Oh, that sounds nice. Oh. Well, I didn't sort of realise that I probably could have sprayed this pan with a bit of you know um spray oil Mm -hmm. and but i didn't i just put them in dry roasted them and i think the oil out of the the nut yeah is probably enough because you're only cooking it for 10 to 15 minutes you know not a big time Mm. and they were just the the taste was just so different so get those walnuts roast them they are beautiful they are they're delicious sweet chili jam noodles i did a double take on this one i was like is this two recipes or what is it? What, what's well, going on Well, it's here? a meal. And it's and, and what appealed to me about this, Tanya, was I looked and it's a sweet chilli jam. Or maybe I should just do the jam recipe. And then I looked down and then I thought, looked at the method and then it said about adding um, the first part of the recipe. So I thought to myself, mm, can't just do the chilli jam. <laughs> Could maybe do the whole thing. Better do the whole thing. So it is a sweet chilli jam noodles, but it's actually with um, beef sirloin. Or oh, yeah. something similar that, you know, is nice to be quickly stir-fried. So it's one tablespoon of vegetable oil or any oil, of course. You know, I always, you know, vegetable oil, soya oil, whatever oil. Oil is oil. But, I mean, I suppose it depends on the flavour. And then you've got um, sort of like two pieces of beef sirloin, uh, but I think any sort of nice beef could be porterhouse rump. I'm not sure, but it says... Two by 250 gram beef sirloin. So that's what? That's 500 grams of meat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then it says 440 grams of fresh noodles. Well, um, can you buy fresh noodles? I suppose you can. Yeah, those ones um, like the egg noodles and the wide noodles that you get down by where you get the bacon and oh, so okay. forth. You know, and those I know you can packets. get the fettuccines and stuff like that. So you yeah. can get the noodles you as well. You can get the thinner ones as well. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, at 440 grams of those and one bunch of toysum mm. chopped. Now, this is very similar to chop chops. Um, bok choy. Bok choy. That's it's a word. little different. It, it the sum is, is hard to come by because it's almost like um, broccolini. It's got these little yellow flowers and little heads like broccoli on it. But it is gorgeous. If you can get choy sum, let me know where. Oh, okay. I because, love it. yeah, well, this is but what it is. And I did substitute. actually look at it as a good substitute. And apparently it's got a sort of like a mustard flavor or. Mm, it's the little yellow flowers yeah, at the top. Little um, mm. flavor. But anyway, I did look it up because I thought to myself, I've never actually seen seen choy some but bok choy um, I tried to grow once and then you've got your spring onions shredded uh, to serve now we're coming down to the sweet chili jam now mm-hmm. so three red capsicums seeded and chopped six long red chilies seeded and chopped five garlic cloves roughly chopped and peeled of course one lemongrass stalk chopped now, I've, I've um, brought lemongrass before, but didn't have a lot of use for it, but I did use it for a, um, a dish I made. 
one teaspoon of shrimp paste, one tomato chopped, one and a quarter cups of caster sugar, and three quarters of a cup of red wine vinegar. So here we are. We're going to um, start with the chili jam. Um, process the capsicums, chilies, garlic, and lemongrass until finely chopped. So process them to that. You're not making them into a liquid. You're just chopping them. So chop them all sort of fairly finely. Uh, in a saucepan, gently toast the shrimp paste for one minute, stirring until fragrant. So you'd have to be very careful with that. Add the capsicum mixture, tomato, sugar, and vinegar, and stir over a low heat until the sugar dissolves. Now, it says here, I was quite surprised at this, but it is jam, simmer, simmer one and a half hours stirring occasionally until thick and jam-like. So mm. just be very careful that lovely, very low simmer, I would say, because you don't want to forget about it. Now, in the meantime, in a large wok, heat oil on high, stir-fry the beef in two batches, because we know what happens, doesn't it? You've got to do it where it sort of cooks it quickly, because if you throw that all in it, it becomes a stew. Mm. And and I'm not a great um, person for making this sort of thing, but for some reason, I never seem to get it just spot on. But um, just remember, it's better to do less than more and just quickly take it out and put it onto a plate. Um, and it says here for a couple of minutes each, but you just, you know, decide. But not too long. Uh, add the noodles, uh, the choy sum or bok choy or whatever you've got, and a third of a cup of sweet chilli jam and stir fry for two minutes just until the noodles heat through and the choy sum or the chopped bok choy wilts. That's all you need. And sprinkle with those um, chopped up spring onions. And it does look really nice. It looks interesting. I'm just going to show Tanya the illustration. And it looks really, really nice. Oh, yum. Yeah, actually, I was just salivating sitting here. I kept licking my lips. Hope you couldn't hear it on the microphone. <laughs> it just sounds great. It I just, does sound nice, yes. I, I like the sound of... Um, the shrimp paste, actually, because I'm really into anything fishy. And actually, you could substitute substitute the beef sirloin for maybe prawns in this dish. Well, you could because there's no reason why. Um, I can't see anything that's going to make any difference mm. to the beef. And then you can have um, whatever's left of your chili jam just on the side. Yeah. If you feel like you know it wasn't enough that went into the to the actual mixture, yeah, you could actually yeah. experiment. That's what I would say because I can't see any reason why you couldn't. And actually, that chili jam would go really nice with cheese and a ploughman's platter. Well, and things it like that. would. It's a bit like a fruit paste. I love fruit paste. Oh yeah, me too. Mm, Mum with, used to with make cheese. Those. Yeah, mm. lovely. So Stop that's it. our make me hungry. Sweet chili jam and with um, noodles. Excellent. Oh, well, I think we should have some music from the Red Hot Chili Peppers now. How about that? How about that? <laughs>
is a bit of spice for you, the red hot chili peppers from the 90s. Did you like that, Gail? Have your ears intact now? Well, I did, <laughs> yes. Yeah, a bit different to last week's uh, interlude. <laughs> yeah, what'd you say? Doris Day. Doris Day, yes. So we've gone completely the opposite. Oh, we're pretty diverse here at Coast we Access Radio. Are. And of course, you're on At the Table with Gail on 104.7 FM on every Saturday morning, returning with some more recipes for you. She's stuffed like a capsicum. <laughs> yes, well, we're doing stuffed capsicum, and I like capsicum, so that's why this one appealed to me. So we're going to go with one three quarters of a cup of vegetable stock, two cups of couscous, two tablespoons of olive oil, two garlic cloves crushed, a third of a cup of coarsely chopped sun-dried tomatoes, one tablespoon of dried oregano, a third of a cup of small black pitted olives, halved, 250 grams of cherry tomatoes, halved, three long green onions or spring onions chopped finely, quarter of a cup of lemon juice, one teaspoon of finely grated lemon rind, and of course, six medium capsicums. And I think they're a good price at the moment, Dania, the capsicums. Mm. I think they're two for something. So, um, And then you halve those lengthwise and, of course, seed them. And a half a, half a cup of fresh oregano sprigs to serve. That's just afterwards if you want to, if you want to dress it up. It doesn't actually get included in the recipe. Now, this can be served with a lemon yogurt. So I'll give you that recipe now, and it's three quarters of a cup of yogurt, and that can be Greek style or otherwise, long as it's plain, two teaspoons of finely grated lemon rind, and uh, that's all there is to that with Pepper and salt, of course, when you've um, seasoned to taste. So what we're doing is preheating the oven to 200 degrees Celsius, so quite a high heat. Line two oven trays with baking paper. Place stock in a medium saucepan and bring to the boil and add the couscous. Now, once you've put it into that boiling stock, remove from the heat because we know that couscous doesn't take long to, um, you know, cook. So you're leaving it, remove from the heat, stand, covered for five minutes. That's basically the cooking. Transfer the couscous uh, to a bowl and fluff up with a fork. Meanwhile, in a large frying pan, heat the oil on medium, sauté the garlic, tomatoes, oregano and olive for about three minutes. Stir in the green onion, couscous, lemon juice and rind and season. It's got a lovely flavour. Place capsicum cut side up onto trays and spoon the couscous mixture into the cavities and roast for 20 to 25 minutes until capsicum is tender and stand 10 minutes before you actually serve it and then as I said with that uh, yogurt and lemon rind and a bit of salt and pepper um, serve the capsicum with that beautiful um, crisp and fresh uh, lemon yogurt. Yum. Yeah. And you could trinkle a little bit on top if you like, but I always think, oh, give give people the choice. Yeah. You know, give people the choice and they can put their own yogurt on. But uh, lovely recipe. And I love, there's so many, you know, capsicums are flourishing at the moment, red, yellow and green. Oh, you can get those bags of the Odd Bunch, good value. I love Odd Bunch. Yeah. I love Odd Bunch. <laughs> that suits, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, look, Mediterranean-style dinner. Oh, that'll be great for summer. Stuff capsicums. Get your laughing gear around that. One. 
Now, this next one's in a blimmin' slow cooker. When you showed me the recipe, I wouldn't have believed it. Well, they call this impressipe, and I think that's... Imp- a what? Impressipe. So it's impressive, you know, and it's going to be impressive the way you cook it. But I want to say to you, if you've got a slow cooker and uh, you want to make this recipe, please make sure your pan fits it before... Uh, I can see Tanya saying what she did. <laughs> oh, I'd just make it, and then I'd find out that it didn't fit the tin, and I'd be, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, um, do make sure that your springform pan fits into the slow cooker because you actually have it risen with a Pyrex little dish or something that also fits in the pan as well. So what we're starting off with, and this is the base, um, a half – of a pack, well, a 125 gram packet, I think I said, with any type of, you know, easy crumbled uh, biscuit. It says a butternut um, snap cookie here, but I just think, you know, any biscuit could be chocolate chippy, could be wine biscuits, your choice, but make sure you've got 125 grams worth. Uh, and a half a cup of roasted almonds and 50 grams of butter melted. Now, Obviously, we're going. That is the base, but I'll come back to that when we go into the method. Now we've got two, uh, two hundred and fifty. Um, I think you can. They're in pottles, aren't they? Cream cheese mm-hmm. and chopped at room temperature. So if you're going to buy it for this recipe, don't put it in the fridge when you get home. Just leave it on the bench to get to room temperature. One cup of caster sugar, two teaspoons of finely grated lemon rind, three eggs and 250-gram tub of sour cream and two tablespoons of plain flour. Okay, quite a bit of there with the cream cheese and the sour cream, but hey, this is beautiful. This is making a slow-cooked cheesecake. It's making an impressive. Now, the blueberry sauce is two cups of frozen blueberries, half a cup of caster sugar, two tablespoons of lemon juice, and one tablespoon of corn flour. I'm pleased to see that we're using quite a bit of lemon juice because, you know, the trees are just hugely prolific at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's good to use as many lemons as you can. Now, the method for this is um, you're obviously going to have a 20-centimetre round springform pan, uh, grease and line the base and the sides with baking paper. That's if you're of your round springform pan. Now, because it's going into the slow cooker, I tend to think if you can just get a bit of tin foil and sort of get the the, uh, the depth of the springform pan and just get a piece and then just stick it round the sides, mostly covering, you know, your join, you yeah. know, sort of like just round there, just with a piece of tin foil and just, you know, quickly wrap that round and fold it through. That's what it's saying to do, so I'm telling you to do the same because we don't want to ruin it. Process the cookies and almonds in a food processor until finely crushed, and, of course, then you're adding your melted butter. And then basically combine again and press over in that tin to and refrigerate while you're doing the rest of it. Process the cream cheese, sugar and rind, in the food processor, but just make sure that you've um, taken out all those crummy bits from the previous mixture of the base. So you're processing cream cheese, sugar and rind um, until smooth, adding the eggs one at a time and processing until combined. Really do that. Add sour cream and flour and process until smooth. So give it a, we don't want any lumps in this. 
pour over the biscuit base. By that time, it would have sort of, you know, got a bit chilled in the fridge. Now, place a small heat-proof bowl, and I immediately thought of a Pyrex one, Mm. immediate, because we know how heat-proof they are, but something that's, you know, heat-proof, upside down in the centre of the removable bowl of a 5-6 to litre slow cooker. Sit the springform pan on the bowl and pour in enough boiling water, boil the jug, about five cups until it just touches the base of the springform pan and cover the slow cooker with the lid. Now, in the meantime, well, you're cooking it on high for two hours and 30 minutes or until set. Remove when it's done that and stand the cheesecake in the springform pan for 30 minutes you need it to cool right down, Mm. you know, because it would be. Meanwhile, to make sauce, combine all ingredients in a medium saucepan and just be careful with that corn flour. Just make sure maybe you mix it in the lemon juice or something Mm. because it'll tend to go lumpy, but sort of just do it through the liquid first and then stir over a medium heat until the sugar is dissolved. Bring to the boil, gently Boil, stirring occasionally for about three minutes or until slightly thickened. And then serve it over the cheesecake, the warm sauce. Oh, oh goodness, just take the picture away. <laughs> Honestly, that looks amazing. It, it looks beautiful. And all done in the slow cooker. So yeah. for two hours, 30 minutes, you can get quite a bit of housework done. And you don't even <laughs> have to think about that. No, go outside and read a book in oh, the sunshine. And then just basically, you know, bring it out of the slow cooker. I, I, I sort of... My slow cooker is oval shaped. Oh, so, you've got one of the older ones. Yeah, I yeah. have. So um, unless I found something oval to go in it, um, I wouldn't be able to do this. But it, if you've got the round ones, yeah. you know, I think it's a great recipe to try out. Impressipe. Impressipe. My goodness, you'll find those recipes right now on our Facebook page, Coast to Access Radio 104.7 FM. And it's time to end the show for At the Table with Gail. So I hope, because right now you're in Taranaki, aren't you? That's right, I am. I'll <laughs> you're have not to in listen the studio. to it up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll catch you the same bat time, same okay. bat channel. Safe travels. Thank you, Tanya. Kakite. Kakite. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.